Hello and welcome to God and Company, a weekly podcast produced by the Office of St. Anne Youth Ministry at St. Anne Church. The title God and Company is inspired by the scripture verse from the Gospel of Matthew, which says, where two or more are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. I'm your host, Xavier, the oldest sibling in my family, a senior at James Logan High School, and this is my third year in Emmaus. On this episode, we are joined by... Hi, my name is Jelly. I am a freshman at Ohlone. I am 19 years old, and I am... This is my third year in Emmaus, and I am the middle child in my family. My name is Brian. I am... 20 years old. I go to Shabu College. I am currently a freshman. And my relationship to the to St. Anne is this is my I believe my fourth year in Emmaus. Hi everyone. I'm Jade. I'm a senior at James Logan High School. This is my third year in Emmaus, and I am the oldest sibling in my family. Hi, I'm Kiana. I go to James Logan High School and I'm 17 years old. Um, this is my second year in Emmaus and I'm the oldest in my family. And this is part three of the retreat theme series. On previous episodes, relationship with self and friends were themes of the discussions. This episode is going to connect to how our relationship with family is important and how these relationships play a factor in our faith. So as we all know, we've been away from church for over a year now due to the pandemic. We've all been at home in quarantine. And um, luckily for us, this podcast has served as a way for us to still remain involved in our parish community at home virtually. Um, And through this past year or so in quarantine, some things my family has done is spend more time uh, eating dinner together, which sounds like something that's simple, but something that My family wasn't able to do much before the pandemic because of conflicting schedules with practice, um, with different uh, outside activities. And another thing that we were able to do was um, spend more time doing some fun things at home like cooking together or watching movies together. So what, what are some of the things that your family's been doing during quarantine? Yeah, my family's been doing pretty much the same thing as you, X. We haven't really been doing much except for like sitting and watching TV, like some Netflix and Hulu. Um, on school days, sometimes my mom and I will sit and watch like Unsolved Mysteries or stuff like that. And I do feel like quarantine has brought us closer as a family just because before quarantine, we were geographically separated. Like my sister was in San Francisco because she studies at San Francisco State. And my dad also works at San Francisco. My mom is at home, me and my brother are at school. And we kind of spend most of our days there and far away from each other. And also I have family that's like really far away, some in different states. But now we're all cooped up at home and we're all together. So we see more of each other now. My brother and I sometimes will just hang out in his room and we'll play video games. Well, he'll try to teach me how to play video games. My mom and I will watch TV and I'll procrastinate. And sometimes my sister and I just talk and my dad will join in on conversations. It's super chill. Okay, um, something my family and I have done over quarantine is I guess my fam. I guess over quarantine, my my family and I has 
have somewhat has have has somewhat um get more into a grow into a stronger relationship that and we get to um spend more time together um like we get like we just get to spend time together and all that um for me my family um since like the restrictions are a little bit relaxed lately we when we can um we go for a little nature walk sometimes we go to the beach or to the lake um or even just around our neighborhood as long as we're all together um it's just really nice to be able to put our phones down um and get away from the screen because like we're all doing work and school from home and I know it's like really hard um but it's really nice to get out in nature and like see the world again because like it's been a long time since like we've walked around and um I don't know it's just really fun um so yeah Actually, my family's been doing the same thing, same thing as you, Jade. Um, on Saturdays, my mom and my aunt, they'll meet up and they'll go hiking and I'll tag along when I can. And it's super fun. Actually, this weekend we went to Oakland and we went somewhere that was super cool and there were so many dogs. It was great. And sometimes we'll even just like sit outside and chill and listen to music, which is really nice. Um, overall, I think like I agree with like what all of you guys said. And I think that since the first few months of like, um, when COVID started was all quarantine or like was all lockdown. Um, my sister and my family and I, we don't really like see each other as often because like we're always like at practice or at school and my dad works graveyard. So we barely see my dad because by the time that we're coming home, he's leaving for work. And then when the time that we wake up, our mom is gone already because she leaves for work in the morning. So it was kind of like, it was kind of like we don't really see each other except at night for like that first like 10 minutes before my dad leaves and I think that once quarantine started my mom started working um like from home and stuff so we were able to bond more and my dad actually um because he's they're both healthcare workers and my dad worked at Santa Clara and um at Stanford but since there was like different there was more cases in Santa Clara especially um, my dad actually had to stop picking up shifts from there because since we have my grandpa, like he was like scared of like the whole entire, oh, I don't want to bring home, you know, like COVID, especially since it targets um, the older, like the elders. And I think like during this time, the six of us, because I have two other sisters, um, we really were able to just like stay at home and like enjoy each other's company. And I think like what Jelly said about like watching Netflix and like Hulu and stuff, that's the same thing for us too. I think like we, we've watched like almost all of the movies on like Netflix and like Hulu and like on demand as well. And I think like compared to before quarantine, um, coming from a big family, we often have a lot of parties. And I mean like a lot of parties. Um, we would have one every month for like, birthday celebrations or different holidays and we're big on like Christmas and um when we didn't have that even though our family members were like only a few minutes away from each other you could really feel the distance and I think like once everybody figured out about like zoom and stuff like we were able to see each other more often and as of like right now since like we're kind of becoming more on like looser like tears I would say 
um, seeing them more often is it's kind of like nice because it's like like what Jade said about having like a life again and yeah it's not just the four walls. Um, Kiana you mentioned how um, oftentimes we spend the most time with our family around holidays and that's something that's actually very true of my family so my on my mom's side of, of the family um, she has a ton of cousins and all of them have a ton of kids. So there's a lot of us over there. And since we're, so, since we're such a large family, we don't get to spend a ton of time together. So the two, times, the two times of the year where we spend the most time with each other are in June or July. We usually have a camping trip up in Tahoe for a couple of days. And then Christmas, we always go to my uncle's, uh, we always go to my uncle's house and have a huge party. And unfortunately we weren't able to do that this year because of COVID. And so all those, cousins on that side of the family. I, I wasn't able to see this year, which ha has really sucked. And um, it, it's been disappointing because uh, this is my senior year, right? And around this time of my year, before I go to college, I wanted to make sure I could spend time with them. Um, but those were two of my family's traditions. And that brings me into this next question, which is, I'm curious to, to hear all of your guys' family's traditions. Yeah, my family definitely has some tradition, like. One is if there's a baby born into our family and they're here in the Bay Area, we'll meet up on Thanksgiving and put that baby on a turkey platter because it looks like a little baby turkey. And another thing that we'll do is like on Christmas Eve, we'll go outside until midnight and we'll gamble with my grandma. Like we'll play poker or um, bingo and stuff like that. And then on thing, on Christmas Day, we would go over to my great grandmother's house and then we just wait for money. <laughs> and then another thing we do also during Christmas is sometimes if we go to the Philippines, my dad and his brothers, they'll give money to everyone in their neighborhood. So I really find it really frustrating on Christmas because there'll just be people coming in and out of the door that I don't know of. And they're just looking at me like, can I have some money, please? And I'm like, who are you? I'm not giving you money, but then my dad will come and be like, here you go, Merry Christmas. And it's honestly really nice to see them give so generously. A, a tradition my family has is just like the traditional where I guess the, like I said, the traditional where on New Year's we just like um, where Brock Polkadas or and then um, yeah, all we do is just that, so all we do is that just traditional, nothing really special. Um, I agree with Brian. I, uh, my family does that too on New Year's Eve, we wear polka dots. Um, but besides things like jumping up on New Year's Eve to get taller, I don't know if that's a thing, but <laughs> my family believes in that, um, or eating noodles like on your birthday for like long life. Um, my family has a movie night every Friday where we all get together and just sit on the couch and eat snacks and like we're all like cuddled up in like this big blanket. Um, and it's just always a fun time. Last Friday, we actually watched Raya, which I recommend everyone watch. It's a really good movie. Um, but it's just always super fun because like we're all laughing together, making jokes. And it's just nice to have everyone around um, because, you know, my dad goes to work. And like, even though we're all at home, um, it still feels like we're all far apart because like we're all doing our own thing with work and school. But on Friday nights when we're all together, it just 
it just feels nice like we're all reconnected mm-hmm. yeah um i like what jelly said about like tr- um philippines like my family loves going to the philippines as well since like that's where we're from but my mom especially loves traveling so we often travel every year even just it's just for staycation we often do like road trips to like socal or to vegas to visit family and if we're not able to make you know like flights to philippines we go to um hawaii to like enjoy the tropical weather and um i think like something about my mom is that she often talks about the value of memories and making them instead of like buying materialistic things such as like you know like the newest iphone or like buying the newest computer and i think that like that's really important to like to her and the fact that growing up with that type of like moral it's kind of like we value these things more often or we forget to value these things more often and another tradition that we usually do um it reminded me of like when x talked about like tahoe with going with his family and stuff because my family loves to go to the snow and we love going snowboarding so we often like also go up to like tahoe and like we ran on airbnb there and if we're not in the snowy mountains, we definitely like go to the beach, like we're swimming, surfing, or boogie boarding. And, yeah. Um, some things that were brought up in this, in a couple of the answers, I, I believe it was Jelly and uh, Kiana, um, they, they talked about how, well, first with Jelly, how like with money, right? Money is like a big thing, I think, for all of our families where it's like um, during Christmas or the holidays, you know, um, grandparents like, you know, give their kids money. And then Kiana's, uh, Kiana's mom uh, d- says not to really like focus on the material things. So th- those seem to be two conflicting things involving family, right? One's material, one's not material. So uh, what does family mean to you guys? Well, for me, family is that group of people that you surround yourself with that better you and they care about you and you care for them. And they also support you through everything, the good and the bad. So like just yesterday while I was hiking with my aunt, I was getting really tired because I'm super out of shape and she stayed back with me. And we started talking about life and I told her that I was getting really worried about the future and I was super stressed out with school and everything like that. And she was like, why are you getting stressed out? This is school. You're in college this is supposed to be fun and so I opened up to her and I was telling her like I'm always struggling because I'm always comparing myself to others and that's one of the things I really don't like about myself is that I'm an overachiever and I have to be better than my friends like I have to get the better grade which is like the wrong way of thinking about things and she told me that she was like yeah that's not the right way of looking at things because you should be measuring how much better you are to like how much you've grown. So like, rather than thinking of, I have to be able to, I have to be better than my friend. It should be, I have to be better than my past self, which was also what my mom says, which is really annoying. Cause you know, you don't like our parents yelling at us and telling us what to do, but she, they both make a really good point. So she was telling me how I should change my mindset and measure how much better I am to how I was before. And I even told her how I was getting stressed out because I went into college really blind. I was, I didn't really understand what majors were or what minors are. I didn't understand what like a bachelor's degree was. I just knew I have to go to school, I have to finish, and then I can start making money, which is apparently not even really true. But she was telling me how no matter what, she's gonna support me. And if I ever need help, I can 
go to her and ask her questions or for advice. And I feel like that's what family does. They help you become a better person by telling you where you're wrong and how to be right. And they tell you that they're there for you. Yeah, I, I definitely agree and, ha- and share the same feelings as Jelly, uh, where to me, fa- family's role is to support uh, e- each other and be there for each other. And one instance where I also had a similar feeling of uh, feeling down by comparing myself to others was in sophomore year when I transferred to Logan. Um, I, I was excited to play for the basketball team. You know, I've got a ton of friends on the basketball team, but um Originally, because of the transfer, I met with the athletic director at the time, and he, he, he told me that I probably couldn't play because of certain rules and uh, things regarding my transfer and how I knew people on the team. So it would, it would uh, prob- probably make me ineligible. And I was, I remember that day and I was really hurt. Um, I was, you know, very unsure of like what was going to happen because I've been playing basketball since uh, first grade. And um, I, I remember my dad and mom, you know, they, they were, um, I told them about it and they were supporting me and they were, um, they actually helped me find a way to be able to make a case that I should be able to play and be eligible. And luckily um, the athletic director said, okay, you know, I, I could work with this. This might work because eventually you have to report it to some commission and then they'll ultimately decide. But um, that's what made the athletic director actually um, look at my my case which that got you know they, they were there to help me do that because otherwise I probably would have given up and been like oh you know this season's a scrap um, and I wouldn't have played and then later later in the year um, I went to tryouts I went to practices everything I still wasn't cleared to play so I practiced for about two months not knowing whether or not I'll be able to actually play during the season and play in a game which was really rough because you know, it felt like there was a possibility that there was a lot of um, all this work and all this time that I put in the practice, you know, doing everything everybody else is doing on the team uh, would go to waste because I wouldn't actually be able to play. But my, my dad helped me. Um, he kept motivating me and, and, you know, kept me focused. And he, uh, he helped me remember that it isn't about necessarily playing the game in games, right? Because it's, I play basketball because I love basketball. So if it's, if it's just a layup drill or if it's just shooting you know um, free throws you know it's 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 great right I have the opportunity to do so and then after those two months of playing without knowing whether to be eligible I was informed I was eligible and on the same day I got cut and that really hurt because then it really that was another really low point for me and then my dad you know the same thing he I was ready to be like, oh, whatever it is, what it is, right? But then he was like, you know, maybe let's just let's just go support your teammates at this next game and see what happens, because who knows, right? And I show up to that. Um, he convinces me to show up to that that game and watch. And after after the end of the game, um, the coach offered me a spot back, which I was very confused upon. Uh, but yeah, so then that it was another good thing going for me. But um, and then throughout the year, you know, I continue to play through like injuries and like, you know, shin splints, like broken cartilage in my chest and everything. And my dad was there motivating me, even though um, I didn't get really much. I didn't get much playing time. I really felt down still because this is my first year. I wasn't a starter. And that, that, that's mainly where I was like comparing myself to others and really feeling bad. But my dad was there throughout to help you know support me. He was there at every game. We talk about, th- you know, the game after each after uh, the fourth quarter, every game. And uh, he was there to support me. So even though 
I, I didn't have a ton of like playing time that year or there's a lot of things that went wrong pretty much for me that year. Um, the, the year still felt like a, a success because my dad was there with me and um, we got through it together and I was able to prove to myself that I, could, I can continue to do things even when things aren't going in my favor. Actually, something similar like that happened to me. Um, in middle school, I played soccer and I absolutely loved it, but my school was not very sporty. Like we were terrible at sports. We always came in dead last in tournaments and stuff like that. We always lost games, but it was okay because we had fun. And then eventually I transferred into Logan and I was like, you know what? I really loved soccer. Maybe I should try out again and we'll see what happens. So I tried out for the team and somehow I made it and they asked me to be their goalkeeper and I was super excited. But then I saw how these girls have been playing soccer since they were like eight years old and they were amazing. Like they were the best player in my old school times eight. It was really difficult for me to see that because I would compare myself to those girls and I would be like wow I do not have what it takes like I remember seeing um Sarah she's a senior this year and she was amazing like the way she would dribble up and down the court and like score goals it was great it was flawless and it really hurt so I would come home crying and my mom would be like oh Jelly what's wrong and I'll tell her what happened and she'll be like you know what you just started playing the sport technically because your old school did squat you were not good at all but you know, now this is your time to do better and learn how to play properly. And I can see you really enjoy the sport. So just keep doing what you're doing. And I ended up playing my last two years at Logan and I did not regret a thing. The definite for me, my my definition of family is I guess I, I agree with you. What you what you all said, surrounding yourself with people who supports you. And then um Who's also who's also going to be there? I'm not saying um, a family has to be perfect, but I'm saying that family just is someone who just checks up on you from time to time. Yeah. Um, so for me, um, I definitely agree with what Jelly said about like support. Um, whether that be physical or emotional support, um, it could be something as like cheering for you at your game or being that shoulder to lean on when like you need it. Um, for me, that's my mom. Uh, right now, I'm very nervous <laughs> to make that transition from a senior to a college freshman. Um, uh, going into quarantine, I was really unsure of the path that I was gonna take going forward. Um, and then I started to get like, I started to fill my head with a bunch of negative thoughts and um, become overwhelmed with like everything that was like coming at me fast paced. Um, but my mom was just so supportive and reassuring of that, like everything's going, going to be okay. Um, but yeah, my mom and my dad, both of them are very supportive of like the academic path I'm taking. Um, I did make the decision to go to community college, which is like not the ideal thing to do um, straight out of high school. I feel like a lot of people like judge you. And then I took that to heart, but they reminded me that I'm doing this for myself. You know, I'm not doing this for other people. Uh, I'm going to school for myself. And I feel like that's what I kept in mind for the longest time is that um, this is my life and I shouldn't care about what other people think. And I feel like that's also like the biggest lesson my my parents actually have taught me. Overall, um, family is like not defined by blood is something that I learned growing up. 
I thought it would it had to be your cousins or it had to be your aunties or uncles, but it could be your friends, your teachers, your coaches. Um, they can all be your family. My, my definition of family it comes from unconditional love and commitment. It's the people who are willing to stand for you and love you no matter what. And it's honestly just the people who are there for you when you need them the most. Um, I agree with what Jade said about like the whole entire her mom and like her dad. And I think that support and like development is really like um, what I got from like the role of the family because the support, because my like my parents, um, my parents support me and that type of support, I didn't realize that that was a privilege because some people don't get that like from their parents. And when you get like, a when you have a strong structure within your family and you have a strong support system, that really like helps you develop into somebody or to someone that you aspire to be. And I think like for me personally, it was really um, like the whole entire college thing too. Um, like what with Jade and Jelly was talking about. Um, I applied to like a lot of schools and Oh my gosh, should I tell you that like the rejection from from these schools like really humbled me? It humbled me. Like it humbled me so hard. And I think throughout the whole process, like if my mom and my dad were not there constantly, like like catching me whenever like I kind of stumbled back, I really wouldn't be like where I am right now. And I wouldn't feel so secure in the decisions that I'm making, especially with college. Like isn't that crazy how we're basically having to make our decision about our life when we're only like 17, 18 years old? Like, how am I supposed to know what I want? Like, I don't even remember like what I even did like a week ago. And I feel like, especially during quarantine, like it's so hard because we're, we're not really able to like go out and tour schools like how we would usually would. And we're not really able to explore like our senior year the way that we think like we really want it to be you know and I think like overall having a support system um, especially from family um, family family or or not family you know like what they say like family is not just blood like what Jade was talking about um, having like that type of support really like encourages you and I feel like for me personally without like my mom and my dad um, I really want to be the person who I am today as like cheesy as that sound because they really like like carved me you know into like who I am and um it makes things like a little bit easier like making my way into like this big world that we're like being thrown into knowing that I have two amazing people like them so yeah yeah Kiana I have to say humbling is definitely um, the word of uh, the year, at least for me. Yeah, same with uh, college decisions. And um, I, I think you hit the nail on the head where um, where having a very supportive family, it sounds like we're all very uh, lucky to all be very close with our uh, family and have very strong uh, support systems. But um, what, what would you guys say are the most important values and practices you need to have a good relationship with your family? Uh, I guess trust, honesty, and um, I guess honest, most 
most mostly honesty because as I say, just honesty is the best policy. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I think honesty is where everything starts, right? It's, it's hard to have a relationship built upon um, distrust. So if you're honest with each other, then you're able to trust each other. And then, you know, um, if you're able to trust each other, then every everything that uh, you do, um, your family could get behind you because they, they believe in you and they trust you. And um, something that also goes along with that to me is communication, being able to communicate with people and communicate with their family so that they know what's going on in your life so that um, they are able to be there to support you. Because if they don't know what's going on in your life, then you know there's nothing they could do for you. So, uh, and the other part of that is your family has to want to be able to be there for you as well. It's, you know, it, uh, it goes both ways. Yeah, I definitely agree with both X and Brian that honesty and trust are super important because in a family, like I said, we're supposed to support each other and make each other better, but it's kind of hard to do that and care for one another if we're not being honest. Because I know one of the things I always struggle with is if I see my friend or my family and they're suffering, like I want to be able to be there for them, but if they're not honest with me, it's kind of hard for me to just watch them suffer if I can't lend them a hand. So definitely trust and honesty are super big but I also feel like respect is super important just because like I definitely have some family members who when I'll tell them something they'll kind of be look down on me or disrespect me a little bit because ever since I was a kid I've always been the klutz of the family the dumb one so they'll put me down a little bit and it hurts because then I can't really trust them with what I have to say so I feel like if you don't respect one another, then it's kind of hard to nurture and care for one another. So it's definitely also important to have respect. Kind of like adding on to what Xavier said about how trust and communication is super important in having a good relationship with your family. Um, the ability to be like transparent and talk to those uh, people that you genuinely like trust is very important into maintaining a healthy relationship with those that you wanna keep around. Um, and I feel like it promotes clarity in the relationship as well. Like I learned a lot of lessons in quarantine, but this is also another lesson I learned is that I can't bottle up all my emotions and expect someone to know what I'm thinking. And that's, that's like how I felt with my parents. Like I felt like they should know that I'm feeling sad today or like they should know that I got this in school today. Like how would they know that if I wasn't communicating properly with them? Um, it's just like, just had so many pictures and expectations in my head that I set for myself that I expect other people to know what I'm thinking. And I feel like that's a big lesson I learned during quarantine because I was with them for, um, for so long. And yeah. To, like, to reiterate, I agree with, um, with being honest and the whole trust thing because being honest has the ability to build trust and when we're able to build trust we're able to communicate with one another and when we're able to communicate with one another we really have this sort of understanding between each other like in the family and I think when you're able to have these um, when you're able to understand and communicate and have trust and honesty you're really able to form that respect within each other. And I think that um, once you form this respect, it's kind of like, even if you're 
older or you're younger um the older people like respect your ideas and I think that that's the thing with like especially older generations because they often don't see younger generations as like eye to eye and I think that that's okay because or not I think I know that that's okay because um everybody's gonna have different perspectives and everybody's gonna have a different value or belief from you and that's completely okay especially in a family because like not to be like political or anything but like different people have different like political ideas but you know you still you still kind of have to just keep your opinions to yourself and like to also just like respect respect um their ideals like you can't just like fight them like on the spot and I think like being brought up with these morals as I would say like it really brings brings up like um a strong foundation and um having a strong foundation really um, gives you a good relationship with your parents. And I really like what Jade said about um, being transparent because um, when you're transparent with like your parents or or with the people around you, especially like your family, you're really able to give them like a glimpse of like what you're thinking. And I think that's really important because holding it all in is really not gonna benefit you. And it's kind of like that saying where you're like, when you hold it all in, like it's like you're holding a ball of fire, but you're the only one getting hurt and the people around you aren't, even though it's about something or someone else. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with Jade and Kiana. They bring up a bunch of good points, like the whole bottling stuff in. I remember growing up and honestly, still to this day, I feel like I can't show my emotions to my parents because I have no right to complain about anything because they sacrificed so much. Like my mom, she sacrificed her life in the Philippines and my dad sacrificed being spending time with me and my siblings to work a good job and provide for us. But at the same time, I understand that transparency is like really important because if I never opened up to my parents about how I was feeling inside, I would definitely be like really down all the time. And I would feel my self-esteem would be super low. I wouldn't talk to you, probably wouldn't have any friends. I'd be stuck in my room all day just crying because I just hate life. But the fact that I open up to my parents and I'm able to talk to them about how I'm struggling in school and with my friends, like that definitely supports me through like everything. And it definitely makes me feel respected too because I do have some family members who don't respect me. Like I have an uncle who's, super traditional like you said Kiana um he has like different beliefs and he has like this very Asian mindset where you have to respect your elders which to an extent is like a good idea because we should be respecting our elders but he has that kind of mindset that you kind of respect and follow like if he tells you to jump you ask how high that kind of respect and it's definitely hard because sometimes he'll do some things that they seem wrong and I don't know how to tell him like, yeah, you shouldn't do that. Like with our dogs, he feeds them way too much and now they're really overweight. Like they're supposed to be max 50 pounds, but now they're 70. So it's really bad. (laughs) But I don't have the heart to tell him that I want him to stop feeding our dogs. And definitely like that's one thing I'd love to work on with my uncle. Yeah, like uh, like Jelly and Kiana said, it's it's difficult sometimes to um, to really like get along with people who you don't agree with all the time. Although I think that's the beauty of family is um, 
you know, like they're your family and you still choose to love them um, despite their differences or despite, um, you know, and, and you choose to accept them for who they are and you choose to continue to be there for them regardless, right? And that's something my dad always talks about was like, um, especially whenever me and my siblings fight or something, he'll be like, you know, like 30 years from now, right? When you need like, you're, you're in trouble or something or, or you need help and you need like, to borrow $500, right? Your, your brother or your sibling or whoever you're, I'm fighting with in the moment or whatever, they'll be there for you, right? They'll be there to help you. And because um, they're, they're your family, right? And something else that was mentioned and brought up by more than one of us was how um, communication is there so that we could, um, so that we could show that we're struggling and we can get help for our struggles. And those are our personal struggles. But have there, any, have there been any times where the relationships within our family struggled and how did we get through those difficult times? Um, moving from the Philippines to here was definitely a transition that I feel as though was really difficult because I was so accustomed to what I had originally grown up with. And I didn't really fit right in with my cousins because they all grew up closer to each other. And um, I came here when I was like six five years old and I thought that the transition would be easier considering I was young but definitely I I was I was struggling really hard because um I was getting really made fun of my accent and um oh man that's like it was tough and I feel like I really really wanted to go home because where I where I was didn't really feel like home and I remember telling my parents like why did we even move here? Like, I want to go home. This is not home. I don't even feel welcomed here. And I remember like telling that to my grandma, my great grandma in the Philippines. And she was just like, come home now. It's okay. Like we can take care of you. And I think like um, during that time, like my family like really struggled with like my ideas because um, not only was it hard for me, but it was also hard for my mom because I still had my younger sister and at the time like she was still a baby. And um, since I literally had no friends at school, like when I tell you I had no friends, I had no friends. I literally like sat by myself eating lunch. And I remember like, oh man, during lunchtime, my mom would like come and she would sit with me at, at like this like bleacher area, like to eat lunch and she'd bring me lumpia and stuff. And that was the only time where I really felt like I had friends, but it was only because those like friends um, came up to me because I had lumpia and they wanted to eat my food. That was literally the only reason. And, but I honestly, like I appreciate my mom for that because even though she saw that I was struggling and I saw that she was struggling as well, because sometimes it would rain and um, she would just walk to school because at the time she couldn't drive yet. She would really still do it and she made the efforts. And I think like doing like the extra mile really, um, it really like helped me value um, the importance of like what somebody does for you. And how I got through these difficult times would be that I really not real, I wouldn't say like relied on my mom a lot, but I really just looked up to her more and I respected how how um how much she really put on the line for me and my sister in order to give us a better life which is why we moved here and I think like at a young at a young age you don't really like notice these values of like or the why to things but 
these small details of like not having anybody to sit with during lunch and my mom having to sit with me it really like helped me value those like those moments and I wouldn't really know how how I did get through these difficult times but I would say that it was my mom that helped me and it helped me with that whole family struggle too because I felt like it was only like the four of us my mom my dad and my sister and I and my dad really couldn't do anything because he was like at work you know it was just like my mom and my sister so yeah I can definitely relate to you Kiana because like so when I was younger I grew up here in Yen City right I I stayed here for elementary school I was born here but then all of a sudden when I was like nine years old my dad's like oh we're moving away I was like okay I guess we're moving away and we left and lived in Asia for seven years and it was crazy and I loved it and that was my home for the longest time and then we came back here and I was terrified because but excited because I was like oh we're gonna see all my cousins and we're gonna see all my family and my friends and I was ready to start my new life but it was so different that it didn't feel like home as well like it did not feel like how it was before or when I was in Asia so my family and I definitely struggled to adjust to this new lifestyle and get back in touch with my old relatives and at school my luckily my sister was there with me and she was my only friend at school she was a senior at the time and I was a sophomore and we would sit together during lunch and talk to each other and she would walk me to classes because she knew I was super insecure and scared and she was there for me but then all of a sudden she made friends and I was like damn it I don't have any friends what you're gonna leave me just to talk to your friends okay and so I was stuck eating lunch alone for a little bit until I made my family with some old friends that I knew since I was in first grade and they came up to me and were like oh hey Jelly what's up and it's like time time paused and we're back together again and they became my family and they supported me through the transition back into this lifestyle but on top of that they also had their own friends so they would also leave me at times which made me feel super lonely and again insecure because I had, didn't have any friends and it was really hard so when I would go home, I would release all of my stresses onto my mom. And like you, Kiana, my mom definitely supported me through this. Like I would come home and she would just talk to me about like life and how she struggled and how she could help me. And she would make me foods that would make me happy or she'd make jokes or turn on the TV to shows that I like, but she didn't necessarily like just to make me feel better. And she would sacrifice so much just so I could transition into this new lifestyle and it definitely worked um i guess for me i kind of relate from moving from place to from place to place because when i'm um before my family we used to live in in the city and then i had friends there but we moved to hayward and, and then my family told me that we were moving to hayward it was like Ma, why are we moving? I, I really, I really told them, why are we moving to here when my friends are here? So I was like, and if you guys know me, I'm, I'm a shy person, but as time went on, I, I met friends that became my family, and I'm like, okay, maybe not so bad after all. That's why my friends became my family. Um, the whole transition of being an only child to having a younger sister was like really hard for me 
Um, I know my parents were probably having a difficult time because it was such a like a big age gap that it's been a while since they've had a little baby again. Um, but they didn't show it like to me. So I, I felt like I was just the only one who was having the problem. Um, but I never realized like being an only child had so many perks and like you're really just like the princess of the family because like it was just you. Um, I remember uh, before I was so excited like oh yay my mom's pregnant but I didn't realize like all the things that I was going to have to take on as an older sister. Um, essentially like, I was going to be like a second mom to them um, but I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that and the more that I the more that I realized it I was like I was getting insecure at such a young age. I was like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna feed them? How am I gonna change them? How am I gonna do all these things? Like I started like psych myself out, like as if I was the mom, <laughs> but uh, yeah. But the second, I feel like what helped me overcome that was the first time I saw her. I know that's like so dramatic, but <laughs> the first time I saw like my little sister and like my mom was holding her in the room. Um, I just knew that everything was gonna be okay. Like I felt, um, I guess I felt so secure. I, I, I switched my mindset from being so nervous and scared to excited and happy that I have someone like to talk, like to play with, to talk to. And um, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but I, it made me appreciate my parents even more going through the process of watching her grow up. Um, because it's so crazy to see like a little baby grow up into an older person. Um, it's so crazy, yet so beautiful because um, it just made me appreciate and accept her even more than what I thought I was gonna get. Um, but yeah, being an older sister, no, no one says it's gonna be hard, but it, 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 I mean, being the oldest is really hard because you have like these new expectations on you and uh, um, I feel like everyone puts you on a pedestal, you know, and yeah, but honestly, um, it's gotten better. I have another sister, um, but yeah, so it's kind of fun that we have our whole family complete now. Um, I just wanted to like add on to like what Jade was saying, because I completely like, I completely understand that and 100% agree with you because especially since um, we're all girls, my sister's. So we're just, it's just the three of us and we're all girls. And our age gap is like, it's, it's gap, it's a gap. <laughs> Cause I'm, so I'm 17 and then my middle sister is 12 and my youngest sister is turning four. And um, I think like when you're just the, when you're just basically like the only child, they don't tell you that when you want some, when you want a younger sibling, they don't tell you that if you're the oldest girl, if you're the oldest girl, they don't tell you that you're going to become another mom. Because they, if, if I would have known, I know that I would have not asked for a, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> I definitely, I think like my, my sisters are definitely like one of my biggest blessings and my biggest headache as well. But they definitely like teach me like values as well. And I think like as much as, um, as as much as it's really hard to really like teach them when they're growing older, it's nice knowing that being like the pressure of being a role model for them is there, but knowing that they appreciate you and they respect you for that um, 
it really like makes everything worth it because you you see them grow up and then you're like wow like I helped you become that person and I think that that's really like 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 heartwarming you know <laughs> and I think like that maybe that's what parents feel when they're like sending off their kids to college but yeah that's def- I definitely agree with Jade with the whole entire like being a second mom thing and I'm not sure if that's the same case for like older like as the older brother because they have to look um they kind of have this more harder pressure but oh my gosh I swear being a it was it really gives you a preview of like motherhood I'm not even kidding yeah I just want to add on like I'm a middle child so I can't really relate like even though I'm a middle child and I have a younger brother like I don't care about him he's he's my sister's problem (laughs) but definitely my sister talks about it a lot where she's like yeah when we were younger I was always stressed out like I had to take care of you and your brother and I was like but you're not our mom she's like yeah but still mom's always off cleaning and doing work and stuff like that and dad's at work too so that leaves me to take care of you guys and then I would think back and be like dang that's why she was so stressed out at airport because I remember going through airports and immigration my sister would yell at me and my brother because we're off running about he's like hey babe stop running around god and I would just look at her like okay and roll my eyes but then now that I look back on it I definitely really do appreciate how my sister took on that role to help me and my brother grow because I think it definitely helped and it helped our relationship kind of strengthen because like, if she never really cared about us, I don't think we would have cared about her either. So I'm really grateful that my sister did that for us. And I'm sure your siblings are also grateful. Um, I shared a similar feeling uh, with Jade, where, you know, like, I, I too, once was a uh, single child and uh, had it ruined for me by my brother. Although I only enjoyed it for 14 months, so I can't remember any of that. But um <laughs> Yeah, so, and to answer Kiana's question as the oldest uh, brother, it's not really, I, I don't know if it's the same, but um, I, I do think about my siblings, right, and um, especially as uh, they transition into high school, especially since, like, so my brother, like I said, is 14 years, or 14 months younger than me, so that's a one-year gap. Um, my sister, from me, is a three-year gap, and then my youngest sister uh, is only five years younger than me, so the, the youngest is in seventh grade, so they're all going towards high school. And I remember, um, I'm sure Dom was gonna, Dominic, my brother, is going to say, like, I didn't do any of this. But I remember when he was trying out for volleyball and stuff, you know, I talked to, like, um, I tried to talk to the coaches, you know, ask them how he's doing and stuff. And because I, I do care about them, even though I don't, maybe I just don't show it as much as, like, an older brother than if, if like, like Kiana or Jade does to their um, sisters. But um, it's definitely something that um, comes with being the oldest overall, I think. And um, that takes me into to one time when the relationships in my family struggled was when uh, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer in uh, fifth grade. And I remember, um, so m- my mom was like, you know, the rock of our household and she, she'd do a ton of like chores and stuff or and, like she'd do a ton of stuff. Like she cooked, you know, dinner a lot of times and she'd help us do um, homework and help us with like, you know, laundry and stuff. So she did like everything, right? And when she got sick, you know, my, my dad, like, um, my, my dad talked to us, the four of us and saying, you know, like, uh, we're gonna have to do a lot more, right? To, to like, um, do stuff for her, right? And do the stuff that um, she used to do. And as the oldest, I remember I had to like, do a lot more stuff and kind of be there for my siblings. Although I don't think some of them really knew what was going on at the time, like the, the youngest one, at least. But um, 
I, I remember that was what um, that was something that was really difficult for us to be able to like really make the jump, make the leap, and really like step step it up, I guess, right? And have to like pick up a lot of the slack. But that's something that has definitely made us stronger uh, as a family. And um, from from that time, I, I remember that actually remember the time I uh, I found out that she had cancer. Um, I was the first of my siblings to know because um, my parents didn't tell me actually. It was like I believe I came down like late at night or something. I came down to the kitchen and I saw a book um, about breast cancer. That was like the title or something, like something like uh, having breast cancer. And then that's when like I asked my mom, and then she 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 told me I was the first one of my um, siblings to learn about it. And I remember like I was really like that week or so. There's like more family like more close family that like came to the house right and so I, I knew what that was about and I remember um one time I, was, I went into the the garage and it was like my my uncle and my aunt and they were like talking about it and um I remember I was crying because I was like really like scared right and I remember that's when my uncle said something like um he said something like God wouldn't put her through this if he knew she, uh, she couldn't handle it and um that, that's something I've, that's stuck with me before and that's stuck with me since. And um, that actually takes us into the, the next uh, question, which is what family relationship do you wish to improve on and what are you going to do to make that into reality? Because um, that uncle is actually someone that I once was really, really close to. Um, and we'd like, I mean, he never lived close to us, so I didn't get to see him a whole lot, but he was one of the few people in my life who taught me how to fish when I was super young he my other uncle my grandpa my dad we'd all go we all go fishing and um we used to have this tradition up at my grandparents cabin in uh Tahoe Donner where uh, we'd wake up at like 6 a.m we'd drive down to this one place called uh I think it was called I think it was Red Chili's or something I, I can't remember the name anymore but um it it was like a uh, a coffee shop and we get like a chocolate muffin and a hot chocolate and we go to the dock and fish till like 10 a.m or something and um I was close with him he was always super funny uh, we always make jokes and everything but um he moved to Arizona maybe like maybe at this point it's like seven years ago and he was only there for two years but while he was there like I didn't see him as much and um we kind of grew apart and then I remember when he, mo he moved back uh like I said two years later and we weren't our relationship, our relationship wasn't the same anymore. And um, something that was brought up earlier was like, you know, sometimes it's difficult to um, have family members who like really like disagree with you on things. And um, polit politically, like he was very different, which kind of like pushed him away from the rest of the family. And it was kind of hard to, you know, like stay in contact with him at this point when I, I don't see him and the rest of the family sometimes he's not really around. Uh, family gatherings and um th that's how it things have been like the last ever since he moved back where it's kind of like whenever we talk there's always some sort of like um not flag but like sense of caution or like sense of like uh kind of being on edge every time you talk to him instead of how it used to be when I was younger and that's something that um it kind of you know it, it it sucks and disappoints me since he was such a big point uh, part of me growing up and who I am today, at least in my early years with like fishing and a lot of other stuff that he taught me. And he actually just moved to Chicago um, over the last year. So now it's, he's even further away 
but um, my relationship with him is definitely one that um, I wish to repair and, um, you know, kind of bring back to how it used to be. Um, and I, I believe that that will probably start with me and it's something I have to do uh, to reach out to him. And um, probably, I, I think I, I'm gonna bond more with him and, and, and his kids, my cousins, right? Um, and just maybe teach them how to fish and, you know, go fishing with him some more times and kind of like, you know, like bring me back to remembering um, the things we used to do and to kind of like, you know, uh, bring his bring the relationship back I guess yeah I definitely get what you're saying X um similarly like I also want to repair my relationships with my cousins and my aunts and uncles um for my cousins one of the main reasons why is because like as much as I really love them I love hanging out with them and going to barbecues and chilling listening to Disney music I definitely get super stressed out at family events just because like I don't feel like I'm myself when I'm around them. So like I said, when I was a kid, I moved away and then I came back. And when I came back, I just assumed everything was gonna be exactly like how it was when, before we left. And it wasn't like my cousins, they all grew up, my grand, well, my aunts and uncles pretty much did the same, but my cousins, they all changed because they all matured, they got older. And it was definitely disappointing to me and the first thing I thought about of when we came back was, okay, how can I make my cousins love me? Because I wanted that old relationship back from when we were younger, where we would all sleep downstairs in front of the TV together, have sleepovers, go to the mall. But of course, we can't do that anymore because we're all super old. But I really wanted that relationship again. So every time we would go for family events, I'd always think, okay, what can I do to make you like me? Rather than thinking, how can I be myself? And that definitely stopped me from maybe really insecure and self-conscious about what I'm doing at family parties. So I tend to be super quiet and reserved. And instead of talking to anyone, I'm always just sitting next to my mom, kind of like, oh my God, I can't believe we're here. Kind of, I get super stressed out. And I would love to change my mindset just so I could be closer to them, like how we were when we were younger, instead of creating that barrier, because all I want to do is please them. And yeah, I think that's one way I can improve that relationship is by just stepping outside of my comfort zone and trying to be me rather than who I think they want me to be. Because at the end of the day, I can't please everyone, you know, but and they will love me regardless of what I do because they're family. And I also do want to mend my relationship with my aunts and uncles, not really because of like the same reason as X. My reasoning is because um, they're really old and you know, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. They might die. And I know that sounds super rude, but hear me out. So over the past few years, I've lost a few people. Like my cousin's grandpa, who he's super nice. And my aunt, my grandma, my other aunt. And I always stop and think about what our relationship could have been like like I have one aunt and she's really big on Filipino pride and I just keep being like wow I could have learned so much from her like how to speak Tagalog I could learn about how our culture came to be and like why certain things happen why we do this and that but now it's too late for me to ask her any of this stuff and I want to have that relationship with the uncles and aunts that I have now before it's too late um something that Jelly said earlier actually um, really reminded me of something um, in my family, which is like at, at large family gatherings. I remember um, the cousins that were there, they're slightly older than me, 
and when I say the cousins, there's like, I think now there's like 20, there's at least like 20 of us. Cause it's like, it's like not immediate family, but like, you know, like second cousins and stuff. And, um, I, I still have like aunts that are still like, um, uh, anyway, there, there's more coming basically. But, um, so, so the 20 of us, like the, I was kind of like in the middle of the age group, but the ones older than me, um, they kind of like, they were really close and they did stuff like outside of those large gatherings that I didn't do with them. So I always kind of felt similar was like, I'm, I'm there at the gatherings, but um, not so much that I'm really like, I feel uncomfortable. It was more of like, you know, I'm just not as close as them as I'd like. And, and uh, <laughs> something Jelly said about like, you know, be, you know, being like next to her mom, like um, kind of like nervous and stuff. Um, that reminds me of my, my sister, my, um, my the older ones so the ones like three years younger um there was a period of time maybe like a couple of years where whenever we go to like these type of parties she'll like be like right next to me and she like won't leave my side and it's funny because sometimes i try to shake her shake her off right and so like i'll, I'll do things and like i remember one time i went to the bathroom and I, like i went to the bathroom because i had to go to the bathroom but i kind of stayed there extra long just to see and i got out and then as soon as i got out i took like, a couple steps and i didn't see her and i thought the coast was clear and she came out of nowhere and she's right back next to me again <laughs> and she wouldn't leave my side the rest of the day but uh yeah that's just what uh you remind me so i can't relate to the whole like trying to ditch your mom because i always look for my mom my mom was the one who was trying to ditch me because she's like i'm gonna talk to you know your dad's brothers and sisters go talk to your cousins but yeah so i can't really relate to that but i can definitely relate to the whole age gap thing because in my dad's side of the family me and my siblings were the very youngest so everyone is like about 21 and above and that leaves me and my brother and my sister to talk to each other and they all kind of do their own thing and it feels kind of weird because like all I want to do is hang out with those cousins but they don't seem like they want to hang out with me but it's just because they have their own plans that they don't really think that we would be interested in because we're so young so I definitely understand what you mean and in my mom's side of the family we're the oldest and so we're like we don't know how to connect to these three-year-olds who like Peppa Pig so it's definitely kind of hard. Um, it's so crazy because I feel like <laughs> we're like all living the same life um, with me and my cousins. Like we're not really close. Like we're there at the family gatherings. But I am just sitting next to my mom, hoping she won't leave. Um, but yeah, it, there is an age gap between me and my cousins. It's either way older or way younger. So it's like, I don't know where I belong. I like type of thing and I only ever see them like twice like three times a year twice a year so it's like really hard to keep a relationship with them when I barely even see them um and it's like hard because every time I'm there they're always like okay so what grade are you in now and like uh what do you like now like it's just so hard because like when I'm there I feel like they don't know me you know if that makes sense um which is something like I really want to fix because I don't know, it's getting hard. It feels like I'm not a part of the family because they keep asking me like, oh, so what do you do now? Or like, what's this now? Because like, they just don't keep up with like what's going on, which I understand, but um, I feel like I need to reconnect with them by just like reaching out maybe. Um, it's just checking up on them and like seeing how they're doing. Um, but yeah, I thought that was so funny because I'm also attached to my mom at these gatherings. <laughs> For me, I guess, um a relationship in my family i want to 
improve on. If you all didn't know, I had I have a sister. An, an older sister. And I don't have a as much as interest to say this. I don't have a, a like what like what others I don't have what you see with the other relationships, but others have have where you guys have communication and all. Because me and my sister, we barely communicate, we barely talk. We will even, like when we see each other, we, we, we just look each other, then we just go our separate ways. And then a way I can, um, the way I can try to fix, improve or fix this relationship with my biological sister is if is um, if I try to reach out to her more because when it comes to my sister, as much as I hate to say this, as much as I don't like to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, when it, Whenever it comes to my sister, I'm like, why should I do this? She's like that, that, that. To me, she just in all. So I, re so I think a way I can fix this, my relationship with my sister is to reach out and talk to her more. Yeah, I get what you mean. Like for me, that kind of re reminds me of my relationship with my dad. We're not super close because we're very opposite-minded like I'm type B and my dad's type A so we tend to butt heads a lot and that kind of creates a barrier sometimes where we'll sit in silence and we're both kind of uncomfortable with each other's presence a little bit and I think that's absolutely okay because to build strong relationships there has to be like some sort of struggle you know so it's okay to have that kind of broken relationship as long as you want to work towards that and you build like a strong healthy balanced relationship where you both care for one another so I think for me I would probably do the same thing where I'd reach out to my dad and talk to him when I can listening from like what everybody said from like their cousins to like their sisters and stuff like that I as much as I would want to to like mend a relationship I feel like I have a I feel like I have a good relationship with my cousins and I feel like I do have a good relationship with my sister and like my parents. And I, I feel like, like as much, like, I don't know, it just makes me feel like bad because as much as I want to relate, it's like, I can't. Because as much as there's like that gap between my cousins and I, they never like make us feel left out. Like we literally sneak out of parties to go boba runs. And none of us like, like our cousins always pay for us too, like the younger cousins and my dad and like, my mom, they're always so open with me. And I, I feel like I'm talking to like my best friends when I talk to them. And my sister, especially like, as much as we get into like arguments and stuff like that, like I feel like quarantine really helped us build a stronger bond. And I don't know, I feel like in regards to family relationships that I would want to improve, I, I don't think, I think there's always room for improvement is what I'm trying to say. And um, like building a stronger bond is always, like an option and I think like for me that's the case that I just want to do like with my cousins and my parents and my sister I just want to build a stronger bond with them and uh. 
Um, I really admire how you have such a strong relationship with your family. And I don't think you should feel bad about that. As in, like, I tend to feel that, okay, this is a little off topic, but like at school, you know how like as teenagers every and at Logan, there's such a diverse group of people and everyone comes from different backgrounds. And I have a lot of friends who they struggle and they deal with things like depression and anxiety. And I'm kind of a stable person where I don't really have depression and anxiety. I'm just kind of here. And so I always feel bad that I can't relate to them and help them in any way because I don't know what they're going through. But I kind of think if, if I think about it, I don't think I have to feel bad about that because it's just the way things are. And it's great that we're so lucky to like that I'm stable and you have such a close relationship with your family. So I don't think that's anything you have to feel bad about. I think it's just a beautiful thing. Yeah. And um, I, I think for me personally, it's, it's not like my uh, cousins, like you know, my, my second cousins um, really like made themselves different from the rest of us or from, from me. I think it's more of like um, when I was younger, I may have been like intimidated because these are people I didn't see all the time, but they hung out together because um, I guess I, sh I should explain the, the older cousins. Um, most, of the, most of them are like first cousins, but to me, they're just my second cousins. So then they'll be at the, the gatherings, but because they're all around the same age, and they're first cousins they do things together all the time right and they live near each other and everything so that's where I think it was like they, they'd invite me and stuff but sometimes I think I held myself back because I felt like um I didn't fit in I didn't fit in and that was like you know back then and then through the years I just never really like you know jumped in I guess but um something that we've we've shared and that's been brought up throughout the the um, podcast was um like different ways in which we spend time with our family. And Kiana recently said, you know, boba runs is one way that her family spends time together and shows love to each other. So I'm curious, what, 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 in what ways does your family express their love to one another? And when is the last time you actually told a family member that you love them? Okay, so my family, I feel like we all have the same love language and that's like quality time. It's kind of like what Kiana said earlier in the podcast about how her family goes on different places and like takes trips and like that's what's like more than all the materialistic things that we need or we think we need. Um, but I feel like spending time together, whether that be like going out to eat at a restaurant or just sitting on the couch, like eating and just watching TV shows, um, they're all just different ways of bonding that I learned are really important in a relationship with your family. And for the last time, honestly, this sounds so bad, but I don't really remember the last time I told one of my family members I love them specifically. Um, maybe I would have, maybe I said like, oh, I love you, but like not really mean it in a way that I would have liked it to. Um, but it's just something I want to work on because I feel like it's kind of what I said earlier. I feel like they should know it already, but they're not reading my mind. So I should be able to tell them that so they know that they are loved. Like, I feel like I just expect them to know, oh, since they're my parents and since they're my sisters, they should know I love them. But um, I guess just that's just not the case. But I really want to work on that more. Um, but yeah. Uh, I really liked how you talked about like the love language thing because I wanted to talk about that too, Jade. Uh, that I think that my family, like each family member has different lo love language. So the way they express themselves is very different. Um, I would say that my mom's is like affection because she loves giving hugs. Like literally if you meet her, 
um, if you like put your hand out, she'd literally like hug you. And yeah, and I feel like that's very difficult now because, you know, like social distancing and all of that. And um, for my dad, I would say it would be like gift giving because I think like, I don't know if this is like all dads, but when you say that you like something, they obviously like, it's my dad. I told my dad, like, I like one thing and then I come back and he gets like a big bulk of it. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. I feel like when you have more of something, it's kind of like, wow, like, what am I going to do with all of this? And it's not just that, but like my dad, like, I think his is gift giving because growing up, he didn't really have much. And I feel like this was, this is his way to like give back to his kids. And I really admire that because that's like, it was the same for my mom as well too. And I think growing up, my mom didn't really have her parents because they were um, abroad. She grew up with her grandparents. And that's why like her love language is probably like affection because maybe she didn't get that as a child, you know? And that's why that's how she's giving back as well with like with my dad. But one that I really wanted to like emphasize on would be like my younger sister, Kayan. So she's the middle and she doesn't really like being hugged or affectionate, but the way she shows her love or express her love would be through acts of service. Like she, when I tell you like, she does not like being told that um, she, like you love her does not like it at all or like when you hug her she'd be like don't touch me but <laughs> but when she re when you know that she really cares for you because for me especially um I'm a terrible cook um and <laughs> she no like when I tell you that she, I'm bad she, I literally had a campfire in a pot I literally almost set the house on fire I'm not even kidding and that's why like I'm never allowed in the the kitchen without her and she cooks most of our dinners. And when I tell you like most of our dinners, I mean like most of our dinners and she loves to bake. And I remember like, it'd be like four or five in the morning and be like, oh, I'm kind of craving pasta. When I tell you that, I just tell her that and I just persuade her a little bit. She's going to make me pasta. And it's not just like, like boiled pasta with like, um, with, like a simple like um, sauce. Like I'm telling you, like she, she literally like does like seasoning and like she she makes it like her own like it's her own recipe is what I'm saying and when it's her like oh I kind of want leche flan or like crinkles she goes out of her way and like she makes them just and that's her way of like showing her love and I think that that's so nice because um although her love language is very different from mine which is affection and quality time it teaches me to learn how to love her in a different way from what I'm accustomed to and I think that's really important because we often need to love someone wrong first in order to love them right. And yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree on how um, different family members, you know, they express their love differently. Um, it's hard to think of one thing for my family that, that encompasses like the entire way uh, we express love with one another. But um, I think one thing that's pretty consistent throughout at least the way I express it to them, they express it to me personally, is like, um, it's like making jokes, like being stupid and doing stuff like that, like comedy and stuff. So whether that be like reference humor or like um, watching like, I don't know, comedy shows or something, that's something that pretty much all of us enjoy. And, um, and that, that's um, something that pretty much, yeah, like all of us enjoy, except maybe like my mom. But for her, it's similar to Kiana's sister, which is like, um, acts of service so I, I know like if I 
vacuum like the stairs or something and my mom will really appreciate that and that's um that's my way of showing her that I, I love her I guess and her way of showing me that that she loves me and then with my dad specifically it's pretty much anything having to do with like sports like when it comes to like sports we're like best buds like we're I'm always like whenever um there's like a sports headline or notification I get from like ESPN or something I if it's something big I like usually text it to my dad immediately or he texts me stuff we're always talking about like the Niners or the Warriors and stuff like that and that's definitely something that um that's definitely his way of showing love. Um, I didn't say like when the last time like I told them I loved them, but just to like kind of go back onto that, um, my mom does this thing where every night we would go into like my parents' room, and then we would just say like "I love you, good night," and I feel like it's something so simple, but I didn't re- realize how like some people really don't like say it often. And my mom really like encourages us to say it, especially like my sister Kayan, because like she's really not affectionate. And um, I don't know, it feels like nice, even though like we're kind of forcing her to say it, but it's okay. Um, but yeah, I think the last time I said, I love you to them would probably be like last night since we say it every night. Kiana, I feel like you just described me. Like, I'm as a middle child, I also hate affection. Like, I hate when my sister will come hug me or my brother will be like, good night at the jelly and kiss me on the forehead. And I'm like, ooh, get away from me. I really, I hate being touched. And that's why I kind of don't like the mushy mushy, like rom-coms and stuff like that. So I guess that kind of makes me weird, but everyone in my family, they're also, they're all super affectionate. So that makes me kind of weird, I guess. But I think the way I show my love to others is like, I don't know if there's because I don't really understand love language was is there a love language for like when you spend time with people and you like talk to them and stuff like that yeah yeah so I think that would be me what's that called quality time I think right right Jade <laughs> yeah so I think mine would be quality time but my family would be kind of like ex's family where like they like listening to comedies and stuff like that and Kiana's family where like her dad gives because like one of the way that they all show their love is by bringing food and by poking at each other you know like they'll always make jokes and make fun of one another and if there's a family party there'll be food laid out and if you're not eating they're gonna force you to eat as in there was this one time my friend came over during a family party and they had like a bunch of good food there was like the nugan there was lechon there was brisket it was so good but my friend was vegetarian and my family didn't know that so what ended up happening was they were forcing her to eat something and she ended up taking some fried chicken and eating it because she didn't know what to do and she didn't know how to get out of it. And by the time I saw it, I was like, oh my God, you ate fried chicken. And she felt so bad because she chose to be vegetarian because you know, the she doesn't want to eat a dead animal. And I felt so bad for her because she had to go through that. But yeah, that's how much my family loves other people. They'll force people to eat stuff they don't want to. <laughs> yeah, and again, they also make, fun of each other until someone cries like that's just another way that they show love and the last time I said I loved you to my family like I tell them I love you like when I hang up on a call when they're leaving or when we're going to bed but it's funny because when I say these words I love you it feels almost meaningless even though I do mean it I do love them it's just I don't feel like it does the phrase justice 
And I feel like actions speak louder than words. So if I'm saying I love you, I can't just say it. I have to act on it. So I have to do stuff for my family, like talk to them if they're in trouble or help them out with like gardening or stuff like that. Because, you know, more than words is all you have to do to make it real. Then you wouldn't have to say that you love me. That's a song by Extreme. Um, for me, anyway, I okay. For my family, my family has um likes to spend quality time together, and anyway, I express my my love to my family and to others is my quality time and. As much as I, you're going to think I'm weird. As I'm also into physical touch, and um, I don't remember a last time I said I don't. I verbally told my family I love them verbally. I just um try to talk to them and such. Yeah, I I definitely uh, agree. Where like. Saying the words "I love you" is something that um, it's it's it both it has a ton of power and also has no power because like you know the simple words "I love you" um, it's either something that's like commonly said like almost in almost the same manner like you'd say like oh you know good morning or like how are you doing to like a stranger and they'll be like oh I'm doing good or you know it's good right it's all you say and it's just like a formality right where you say like I love you at the end of calls or like saying goodbye to your grandparents but sometimes it loses meaning right because it's said so often but then it's it, it interests me how sometimes you know like we say it loses meaning and it doesn't mean much but at the same time some people refuse to say it because you know like it means too much you know what I mean and um I, I think uh, the assumption that like your family knows that you love them is something that um, kind of like, plagues plagues us all and it's not really it's not the worst thing but I, I think it's important to you know like reach out to your family and let them know that they're loved and that you love them and um, the last time I said it which was a while ago I, I think it was Easter <laughs> I, uh, I I went to St. Vincent de Paul in um, in Newark I believe and I was helping my uh, grandma or my nana make um, like lunches for the poor. And we gave them out on Easter Sunday. And uh, after that, um, I was driving her home uh, and, and we stopped, she went to get McDonald's. So we stopped and we had like the, the new chicken uh, sandwich, which it was pretty good. I mean, it was hot because they, 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 they made a new one for us because I guess they ran out. So it was hot. So it was pretty good. Uh, I'm sure it wouldn't always be that good. But um, anyway, so um, we were in the car for a while eating in the parking lot. And um, she was like, we, we were talking like um, um, we were like talking about um, my, my uncle, my, well, my uncles and like my dad included, like her sons, basically, when they were little and stuff and things they do. Uh, something that she never talked to me about before and she was like opening up about this stuff and um you know and we had this deep conversation that we we don't normally have and that, that, I think that's yeah that's when last time I said I love you and like I really like really really meant it right to a family member and it's not to say like I don't mean it whenever I say it but it's like you know it wasn't like a formality I guess is what I should say and, and yeah and speaking of my nana she was the one that um really like pushed me in my faith journey where 
whenever I spend the night at her house on the weekends, when I was little, we go to St. Anne's on Sunday, go to mass. And she's always at church. She's always, um, she's either in choir or St. Vincent de Paul or spread. And she's always around, right? Um, and uh, she, she's definitely one of the reasons why um, uh, I, I got confirmed, right? After I was baptized and uh, baptism is, you know, like your family's choice to uh, bring you into the church. But um, be, because of my Nana, um, my Tata and my, my family, I, I made the decision, you know, um, I think now it's about two years ago to, to get confirmed, right? And to say that I do want to be part of the church. And, and that's how she and the rest of my family played a role in um, me, like growing in my faith. So how, how does your relationship with your families uh, impact your faith? Um, the, way, the way my family has impacted my faith, the first, my, my, the person who impacted, who pushed me to, to help me grow in my faith is, well, are my grandparents. Because ever since I was young, let's say young, my, my grandma would all, my, especially my grandma, my grandma would always, my grandma is used to, would always take me to her church to her, um, I, I used to go to a Methodist church, keep in mind. I used to, but um, ever since I was a youth, my uh, child, my grandma would always push me to, would take me with her to church. And then um, my, my grandpa takes me to, and so they are like the um, people who helped me grow in my faith journey. My family, they're probably the reason why I have faith to begin with. Cause you know, when I was a kid, I didn't really think about, oh, there's a God out there. I was just kind of like putting things in my mouth, trying to figure out what they are and trying to learn from everything around me. And so, but regardless, my parents, they baptized me and they made me go to CCD and everything like that. And I ended up going to a Christian school in middle school and so that kind of helped develop my faith it helped me learn about oh there's a god out there who we have to trust has a plan for us and is looking out for us and even if things don't go my way he still loves us and that's how they definitely impacted my faith and they also help encourage me to stick with it because there are definitely some times where i'm doubting myself where i'm like is there even a god how is all of this true? Because it all seems too ideal for me that after we die, we go to this amazing place and there's no suffering and no pain. So it's hard for me to think about it. So like in middle school, I was definitely struggling with faith, mostly because I had a bunch of really strong um, conservative Christian friends and they had such strong ideas that I really disagreed with. Like, I don't want to get political or anything, so I'm just not going to name them, but they definitely, like, we butted heads quite a bit, and that made me get, like, really angry and insecure and sad, and I would go home, and I would, like, displace all my anger and frustrations onto my family, and I would get, like, I would just lash out and yell at my mom, my sister, my dad, and I'd be super rude, and one day my mom, she made me sit down, and she's like, hey, what you're doing is not right. You are not the same person you were two years ago what happened to you 
and I would I would tell her about everything that's happening and she we ended up getting into a really big fight to where my mom and I didn't talk for like a few days and we would see each other in the house and I try to be like mom I'm sorry I didn't mean to but she would look at me and like roll her eyes and walk away because she just couldn't deal with me because she was so hurt and one day I sat down and I was begging her I was like mom please forgive me I did not mean to hurt your feelings and I was bawling my eyes out and she looked at me and she was like sorry I'm getting a little emotional <laughs> and she looked at me and she was like oh it's okay Jelly I forgive you and I love you regardless you can fail a hundred times and be rude to me and lie to me as much as you want just know that when you ask for forgiveness I will love you and I just hugged her and I started crying and I was like why would you do that? Why would you forgive me? I definitely messed up. I should not have treated you the way I did because you deserve so much better than that. And she was like, well, if there's a God out there forgiving me and loving me unconditionally, then I can do that to you. And that's probably one of the moments that definitely made me encouraged to stick with my faith and continue to do a maze. So, so hearing your story, Jelly, kind of reminded me of something I heard a few years ago about how you see God in people, and I feel like at that moment you saw God in your mom, and um, that's actually something that I see in my mom. Um, uh, my mom not only pushed me to my faith, but she also walked alongside me, like similar to Xavier, um, what he said earlier, how he made the decision to um, be in the confirmation program and then like also be in the Mayus program like how we made the decision based on influences we saw in our lives and she's just such a good example about um, how someone of faith should be and um, it kind of takes me back to like times when I would get insecure and unsure about myself and then she would tell me things like um, she would tell me uh, a verse in Jeremiah 29 11 about like how God has a plan for all of us and I feel like that's what pushed me to continue into my faith journey um but yeah so like my mom definitely pushed me into having this mindset about faith in God and like trusting him yeah the the idea that um you know you you see God in others and um got others see God through you is something that has really stuck with me and um and uh, something that was said earlier, I think it was Jelly. Jelly said she went to uh, a middle, a Christian middle school, a Catholic middle school, and um, that's also something that my my family um, did for me. Was when I was in kindergarten, they um, enrolled me into Saint Clement and Hayward. Um, the uh, and so I was there until eighth grade, so K through eighth, and that's where I learned, you know, like the the basics of you know our religion. You know, you learn like the technical stuff. Um, but it, but it was I think in seventh grade where I um, uh, my my teacher was Jericho who's a confirmation teacher at uh, St Anne's and that's where um, I was first like after already being introduced to my faith and feeling grounded in like you know the stories and um, everything that like God said in the Bible um, uh, <laughs> uh, he, he's the one that kind of like um, showed me and taught me how to uh, like use my, use my faith for me, you know, like take control of my faith or, or not, not take control, but like, you know, um, make, make it for me, I guess. So like, that's where he taught me like to, uh, see God in others and be God for others. And that's, um, something that if my, 
family hadn't enrolled me into St. Clement, my whole life would totally be different too. Um, like hearing everybody's experience with their faith and how their family impacted it, like it really makes me think about like how my relationship with my family impacted my faith because it was mostly my mom that that pushed me into like going into like CCD and stuff like that, like what Jelly was saying. And um, I remember like starting starting first grade um, CCD and also starting first grade like school. So I was I was basically going to school like I was going to two different schools basically. And um, I feel like growing up in this type of like community like really helped me. Um, it really pushed me into um, becoming like who I am because my family like so, my family is like, very religious. Like we literally have like Santo Nino, like those prayer thingies and like those healings. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but um, we literally have those. And um, those like those different experiences like really like makes you like, wow, like, my God, wow. You know, <laughs> like what Jelly was saying, like, oh, um, like after like we, we die, like we go to like a place, like a beautiful place and stuff like that. But like those healings and like those stuff like that, like they're kind of scary, I'm not gonna lie. And, um, <laughs> I feel like my family like really impacted that because um, as much as they did push me, it was still my choice as much as, as like to continue as like X was saying about like it was his choice to go through confirmation and stuff like that. And I feel like for me, my the choice that I made in regards to my faith was joining Emmaus, especially I, I really wanted to join my sophomore year, but my schedule really like couldn't fit it. And after my freshman year of retreat, I met somebody, um, Destin. He doesn't go to, um, he's not here anymore in Emmaus, but he really like heavily impacted my idea on church. And I think like he, I really looked forward into going into Emmaus the, the following year because of him. And it still stands the same. Like he really like pushed me and he was such an amazing, per like, he is an amazing person. And as much as we don't like talk anymore, he really encouraged me. And this relates back to like, um, Jade saying like family is not just by blood because all I consider, I consider him family because like he really encouraged me and pushed me like with my faith. And I feel like having a strong bond, I feel like there's that saying where like, if you have a strong bond with like, um, your family you also kind of have a strong bond with your faith as well and my mom like really encourages that idea like put your faith in God and like he'll do everything else like for you because um she says like everything is already like written in his book like your your way is already or your path is already written for you but we have the choice of free will and I think like that's the thing with like like choosing if we want to do Emmaus if we want to do confirmation like the seven sacraments and all of that and I think like it's a beautiful thing to really have that choice but also um have people like your family to support you with it I feel like we had a great time sharing about our experiences with our family and how those experiences have impacted us and our faith and before we end this episode we invite you to join us in prayer our closing, let us sign ourselves in our faith in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
our script our closing prayer will be taken from first corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 to 7 love is patient love is kind it is not envy it is not boast it is not proud it is not rude it is not self-seeking it is not easily angered it keeps no record of wrong love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'd like to thank all our guests for being here today and contributing to this great conversation about how our relationship with our family impacts our faith. For updates about the youth ministry program and our parish, please visit our Instagram page and our parish website. Part four of the retreat theme series will focus on relationship with God and the Christian community. New episodes are available on Fridays at 2 p.m. on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. We hope you have a safe and blessed week. Take care.